Welcome to Dealing, a podcast about people just like you and me, dealing with life, the things that make us sick, and how we keep the struggle real. I'm Nicholas Pillipil. I'm a writer, yoga teacher, and theater maker thriving with bipolar disorder. And I'm Mara De La Rosa. I'm a comedian, writer, and filmmaker, and killing the game with diabetes, type 1. Dealing is an open and honest discussion on health, where we will share our experiences, wisdom, laughter, and inspiration of fuck-up stigma, bring awareness, and let everyone know it'll be all okay. Because when you really think about it, we're all dealing with something. So we're back. Hey, Mar. So, um, what? Quick check-in. How are you feeling? I am feeling the same way I was feeling last time. Dead inside, depressed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Insulin low. Yeah, I, I still watch, still watch those lesbian movies. So, <laughs> it's still making me sad. Oh my gosh, you love lesbians. I do. Listener out there, just the one listener. I was talking to Mar today about trying to get her to go to my yoga class that I teach later today, and she was like, "Are there any lesbians at your yoga class?" <laughs> And I was like, I can't tell, but there's this one girl with really short bangs. Oh, speaking of lesbians, um, did you guys know that plaid is a type of fabric? Yeah. Okay, so I thought... That's what you make shirts out of. Well, I thought plaid was the pattern. I mean, I think it's both, no? Cause I th- and I thought plaid and flannel was synonymous. I thought a flannel was just like a way of saying another version of a plaid shirt. I just felt really stupid not knowing that. You're the lesbian. You should know. These are like no, your No, but, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, does it make me more gay that I didn't know about fabric? Uh, I think Well, I it's kind stars. of like when there's like gay people and they don't know anything about Judy Garland. I just don't think you have that reference because you didn't grow up with it. But who doesn't know Judy Garland? We're old enough to know Judy Garland. Yeah, but like you know Judy Garland because Judy Garland was in The Wizard of Oz, but you don't right. know Judy Garland like live at Carnegie Hall or like how she died or like where she's like... Maybe because why, I look why up people, how people are like, oh, this is my best Judy or whatever. Okay, so I'm okay. Like, I'm still gay. Well, I'm still fat. That was. Oh my gosh. No, okay. oh my gosh. So we went, we went to get <sighs> lunch, and then I got um, this burger called the GG. It's a impossible burger, and the bread is two grilled cheese sandwiches. So it's four slices of bread, in like sandwiching <laughs> like a fake patty of beef. And I'm so full. Like, I think the sodium is killing me because then also I had a lemon tart. So I'm, like, fighting, like, and sugar coffee, high. Right? Oh, and coffee. And Which salt. you must be dehydrated. Like, oh, my God, for sure. I'm going to, like, explode <laughs> later. Um, but I'm glad we're, I just want we're every- not getting worse. No. We're yeah. kind of, like, staying the same. Yeah. Which is a win. I just want everyone to know as well that um, in this relationship, I always give in when we go out to eat. It just, we always end up at a vegan restaurant. Oh my God. You're like, she's so scared of like vegan restaurants. Like we went in there and I'm like, Hey everyone, I'm so hungry and I'm going to have fun. And she's like, um, they're like, are you ready to order? She's like, I don't, I I just, there's something about it that I don't trust. But I will say she was like, Oh, you're my most difficult vegan friend. But when I got in the car, I was like, all right, Mara, where are we going? I literally because gave you the opportunity. whatever I tell you, you can't eat. You said McDonald's, and I was like, I can't eat McDonald's. But fries be- I thought was vegan, and then you were like, well, they fucking, like, soak it in meat sauce. They do. I, like how do thing. I know how they cook McDonald's? Well, like, why would you want to eat at McDonald's? It That's doesn't gross. matter. I don't. I just wanted something quick. Yeah. I think in our last episode, we talked about how my doctor gave me, like, an upgrade oh. on my medicine. She was yeah. like, you're not doing well. Here's just, like, a higher dose. Yeah. Well, I went to Vegas last week to watch Janet Jackson, and I forgot all of my pills. Oh <laughs> and my I was God. like, So I was, like, gone for, like, four days, and I was like, uh, I think I'll be okay. And I, I think I was fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't slept much recently. Maybe that's why. But, like, I didn't, like... <laughs> stab anyone or like hide I'm in the okay, corner but i haven't slept <laughs> <laughs> was or she cri- good or cried oh my god she's amazing did she's you see the baby no oh. she did talk about being a mother did she carry the baby yeah for sure also like her nose looks so good yeah like for it to be what it is like is it real or no it's fake see this is the thing i really don't care though. all the jacksons have the same nose but oh. I think they all got, like, the same plastic surgery special yeah. where it was, like, 741, and they all got the same kind of, like, pinched, yeah. cute thing, you know, <laughs> like Peter Pan nose. Hmm. Well, speaking of noses, our next guest has a nose. We love the nose. 
Yeah. Please welcome everyone, Christopher Aguilar. Ooh, hi. This is so welcome. cool to be here with both of you. I'm a major fan. So. Thank you. Welcome oh to the pod. Welcome Thank you. Me. Yeah, we're really cool because um, we let Christopher listen to the podcast episode before we we asked to join. Yeah. yeah. So like the super club. special preview. <laughs> Thanks for being a pre-fan. Yes. Pre-fan. I've signed up. I'm a part of the fan club. Yay. Well, well thank you for and being Becky here. And Becky and Baldwin. Oh, so. yes. yes. Becky and Baldwin. Baldwin.com. No, our domain's expired. Yeah, don't do that. Um, Bitly.com <laughs> slash Becky and Baldwin. Slash Wix. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. Thank you for being on the pod. Thank You're you welcome. for sitting in my room. It's really hot today. Nicholas, you've said, like, thank you five times. Oh, is it bad to be grateful? It's no, beautiful just, to be grateful. No, it's repetitive to be grateful. Well, you know what? I work in a yoga studio, and literally everyone's just full of gratitude. Oh, honestly, like, the amount of positive energy. Oh, my God, I hate it. I can't deal with those like, people either. Why? Oh, my God. Like, like, like it's Kai, positive no energy with you, and then, and then fucking vegan food. Can we just balance it out? Oh, I'm not overly positive. I'm just kidding. He isn't at all. You made me um, dramatic drop. Anyways. <laughs> dramatic drop. Christopher. Yes. Um, to jump things off, we like to yeah. ask our guests every time they're here. Who are you and what do you do? Okay. I am a person of color. I am Filipino American, Philippine X American, whatever anybody throws my way. I'm actually very open. Like they, them, there, he, she, him, her, rainbow colored mm. unicorn. I'm all of the above. Mm-hmm. And I'm very open to anything. So that's who I am. And I'm from a family of four of us. I have a really awesome older brother. I'm very family oriented. Um, And what is it that I do? I am a writer. I'm an actor. I'm an activist for mental health. Perfect podcast to be on. Yes, (laughs) right? And I'm now going to be a dance teacher again for a musical theater class for (gasps) 6 through 12-year-olds. So that'll be really great. Mara and I pretend we're 11? Yes, come in. Can we be your assistants? Mara and I are really trying to get into a dance class so we Mm -hmm. can record ourselves and post it on Instagram. Okay. (laughs) I just wanted to try something new, but it's it's a sidebar, but you know those dance classes where they wear heels? Yes, of course. Those dance classes. And... I just want, I want to see Nicholas in heels and I want to see me in heels. Oh my God. I used and to be a drag queen. <gasps> I have a whole drag queen oh life. My, my God. first, what's my your first name? show, Hope. Aww. Just Hope. I did. And you say I'm positive? <laughs> my boss, my boss at work gave me a stripper name and it's Camito. Uh, Why would so what? I was ever oh if God. I was ever a drag okay. queen that'd be my name Cami 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 Toe. If you search Cami Toe on IMDb, she's an yeah. editor. That's me. Oh my oh, goodness! Yes, so when I um like yeah. like make my shorts or make my digital shorts, I also edit them. But I don't want to be like, oh, I did everything because I'm poor. So I'm like, oh, I, Nicholas... I hired Cami, so you'll see her name in the credits. <laughs> Nicholas oh, wow. does that, and then when he first pitched that idea to me, I was like, why well, just say it's you? But he was persistent. And I it's think like embarrassing. Was your, your, your show is like at your film is in this big it, huge it, festival, and then like the credits are like, oh, you did everything. <laughs> But that makes you, anyways, doesn't matter. Yeah. Back to That means hope. camel toe, hope. right? Yes. That's okay. Yeah, Just making sure, toe. I'm really a bit slow, like when it comes to <laughs> jokes and stuff. So I want to make sure that I understood it. <laughs> well, if I was Cammy Toe the drag queen, I would have like a really like tight tuck and I'd make like a little dent in the middle. Yeah. So mm. I'd have a camel toe. That'd be great. Anyways. Yeah. Hi, so, Hello. Hi. We hijacked your, who am I? <laughs> <laughs> that's no, great. hijack so anything. What, hijack. what kind of, um dance do you teach it's musical theater so my master's is in music theater and actually while i was doing my music theater program in london england i got this job in blackpool england of all places and it was as a drag queen in a whole drag queen (gasps) cabaret show where we would put on numbers like all throughout the night and it was this huge bar huge theater like used to be a big movie theater that they converted into this like awesome beautiful theater for like a drag queen cabaret it had gone for 16 years before I joined the crew and uh-huh. one of the best contracts of my life. And it was cool because I got to like, on my contract, my first contract while I'm still in school, it said like dancer. And I'm like, wow, like I'm a professional oh, cool. dancer in heels. What? In heels. So that was pretty amazing. And then you amazing. were in the right? there. And every time right. I go to the gala, you're always in a stunning dress. I am. And then you gave yes. William H. Macy a blowjob on Shameless. I, d- <laughs> I can't believe you, you know did? That. I did. He, it, this is the best story. He knew that I was nervous to do a scene like that. Uh Um, And so when we sat down, I sat down on the toilet and he's standing right in front of me. He starts unbuttoning his pants and he looks down at me and he's just like, welcome to show business. (laughs) Kid. Yeah. (laughs) 
basically. So, and then before I give him a blowjob, and then the director said I get to kiss him. He's <gasps> like, I want you to kiss William H. Macy. <sighs> so that wasn't in the script, and I gave him a blowjob, and then I stood up and kissed him. So that was pretty monumental for my career as an actor, for sure. Like, was he now nice? we're really going slimy there. In there. Was it really nice? Yeah, it was nice. And I got to do it a bunch of times, which was great. I had like uh, probably five takes. Was he nice? Oh, was he nice? Yeah. He was completely he was nice. Yeah. Oh, he played his ukulele in the back. Oh my God. Yeah. He does it like all the time. I see yeah. on Instagram. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he did it. Yeah. And when we were just waiting for our shot, it was, it was pretty cool. Aww. Yeah. Wait, quick question. Yeah. What is the musical this year? Do you know yet that you're teaching your students? Oh, no. I get to do a new musical every class. I get <gasps> to do a, a dance for it's every style. It's musical style uh, dancing, the dance studio. So okay. I get to do, so our first class um, this Saturday is going to be, uh, we're doing Food Glorious Food from Oliver for our six to eight year olds. Okay. So I'm doing a throwback, just like old school style show. And then I'm doing Legally Blonde <gasps> for my nine through 12 year olds. Which song? Uh, oh my God. I just oh. do the first, just the opening, you know. <laughs> I'm such trash. I love that musical. Yeah. Okay. Did you ever watch the show um, Search for the, for the L? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I on YouTube. I love that show so much. Yeah. Like it used to be on MTV.com and they saved it there and I would watch it like repeatedly like over yes, and over and yes. then they took it off one day i was like i need to watch it i'm sad and they took it off and <laughs> oh, i was no. like no and then i found it on youtube but they're missing like episode seven and that was hillary duff's older sister yeah hosting and Haley i was like yeah she yeah. gets her time because she's always been sort of like in <laughs> yeah the behind the scenes of hillary right. duff and i'm a huge hillary duff like oh my god music person her music is so good dignity dignity yeah, album dig- everything from, oh my like, gosh the singles for Most Wanted right. up are up, good. Yes, yes. And you know why? It's because she can't sing. She can't Girls sing, who no. Girls can't sing, get, who get really good producers. Good producers. I'm totally with music. you. Oh my yes. gosh. Ah. This is... I knew it. There's a connection to music because when you had Fifth Harmony on your on oh repeat, my God. we were like, I was I was always commenting you, to yeah, you on, on, on Instagram. Like yeah. Everything. So are you yeah. listening to any of their solo stuff right to now? To their solos, uh, it's hard for me to. Okay. I'm a huge Ali Brooke fan, but then at the same oh, time, she's not producing any good music right she's now. She's not. She's a, you have to listen to Dinah Jane. Do you like R and B? Right. She's bottled up. Right. She had the bottle up song. Sucks. Okay. But so she, she released like four more songs after that. Okay. And they're so good. Okay. They're good. Like, so I'll look it up. Like if you like R and B music, okay. So good. It has like. A, like early 2000s throwback kind of feel. oh good that's what so that's good. what ariana grande used to do with her like 90s throwback yeah. with her first album and then lauren heredge's music is is good okay um i'm, I'm more a huge into lauren her fan. voice like, yeah i love her voice normani is my everything i love normani she okay can do no wrong oh yeah have you ever watched her is, dance She's oh yeah hello so she, did you did you see her do the janet jackson tribute yes yes Pleasure i watched yes mm-hmm. yes so normani is in wonder i mean uh <laughs> Fifth Harmony. Normani's yeah. the black girl in Fifth Harmony who's the okay. best dancer who does all of the whistle tones. Okay. okay, just full disclosure, Nicholas brought her up earlier today. <laughs> in the car? And I thought... She, I don't know that. I thought you were talking about Kylie Jenner's dog, Normie. I don't oh, wow. fuck with Fifth Harmony. Or I'm just not good at music stuff. Okay. Or names. So I was just like, why is he talking about a dog? And then I took him out. <laughs> I was like, do you know Normani? She's like, no. I'm like, <gasps> oh, like, yeah, yeah, that's your, she's your everything. You're my everything. And then yeah. she's like, everyone's your everything. I was like, not everyone. Well, I my everything currently is Little Mix. I don't oh, know okay. if you know Little Mix, but yeah. I'm wearing their bracelet. I went to their concert. They're a British girl band. And oh. they're just a freaking amazing. We were talking about Blackpink. Do you know Blackpink? Black yes, I know Blackpink. <laughs> yes, of course. They, like, they want to collaborate with Blackpink, actually. Oh. So I'm hoping, praying that that's going to happen. So I love Fifth Harmony, but here's the thing that I will say about them in comparison to like other girl groups is that Little Mix, I think, like collectively is a group they're so much better because they actually like harmonize better. They do. And like they all kind of have really strong voices. They do. And the thing about Fifth Harmony is like everyone's a solo act and they all yes. get like their time. Yes. But like harmony wise, like I don't know why that was their name because they weren't always right, good they at weren't. it. No, they weren't because uh, they weren't they weren't a formula like new formalized group. Yeah, like, and they I just were don't think they knew how to do it. I honestly I think they don't know, know how to harmonize. Yeah, yeah, it's so funny. It's not a fitting name at all for yeah. them. But you I guys still sh- love them. Their, their music is good. Yeah. And they all are very do strong pe- vocalists. Do people yeah. talk about the harmony thing? They mm. did on X Factor. On X Factor was like a big deal because they couldn't harmonize. And then yeah. Simon Cowell would be are like, "Are they from X Factor? They're from X Factor. They are, so okay. is Little Mix. But Little Mix is the only group to actually what? win the whole contest. Oh, yeah. So like on Fifth Ooh. Harmony on X Factor, they had backup singers because they couldn't <laughs> because they harmonize. couldn't harmonize well. <laughs> and Simon Cowell would call them out. And yeah, wait, I gotta look this up. Back to the dance okay. class teaching. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, when Mar and I do our dance class, I need to do it to a Fifth Harmony song. Okay. Probably Boss. How does it go? Dallas. Oh, Obama. Okay. So get me get an Oprah Dallas. 
boss. That was such good harmony. Oh, see, we should just form yeah. our own girl band. Oh my god! Actually, you, I have talked to Jer about Jer Lelia about about forming a girl band, uh-huh. like, or like you know, all inclusive uh-huh. sort of like they them their band or he she or whatever. But um, because I'm so inspired by Little Mix, yeah. So I've already talked about it, and You're I have this song cute. that I want to produce, and I have. Oh my god, do it! So we we gotta really do it, like I make love it happen. Girl band. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Nicholas, when they broke up, sent me this dress. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the first concert after that one girl dropped. Oh, after, yeah, yeah Camilla. And she who shall not be named. Um, oh, I just did. But there was like, a, <laughs> what, what, con- what concert was that? It was like the MTV Movie Awards. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Awards. yes uh-huh. The MTV yeah. Video Music Awards. <laughs> they, and they like, dropped her. They dropped her. <laughs> they dropped her in the back. It was an amazing performance. But Allie could not dance. She can never dance. Oh, my gosh. It's ever. so sad. It's so sad. If you ever watch her do her solo stuff, it's yeah, so hard it's to watch. It's so hard to like, watch. Girl, you need a stool. You need to sit there. But and just hit, just belt. Because all you yeah, can really do is belt. Yeah, she can belt. And she has a beautiful voice. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Anyway. That's also, good. back to that performance. I'm sorry. We're going to get back to the real issue yes, of this podcast. Yes, we are. Of the podcast. You started it. But on that VMA performance, they did not push her off. She jumped True. because Camila jumped ship. <laughs> jumped ship. She did she jump, did. but the way they like rigged her was like pull. Um, also, yeah. back to Normani about how amazing she is. She lost her in ears during that performance during the fall, so she was like, "I can't hear myself sing," and she was very nervous about it. Wow. So that's why she did the split. She's like, "If I can't perform this way, I'm gonna give them <gasps> this," and she slammed her it. pussy on the ground. It was amazing. Yeah. It, it was, was beautiful. Good yeah, it it's good. so amazing how you know what i know this is so weird because i don't know many people who if know you follow me on twitter all i do is like tweet about fifth harmony like on 727 last week i like literally was like seven years still love you and like oh, no wow. one cares like none of my followers care but i will always tweet about them like today i tweeted about diana jane being like please listen because no one's listening and i feel bad oh. also she's like pacific islander like how many pacific islander like pop I think stars a lot do we of have true and I- shout out to orange county school of the arts the oh, high yeah. school i went to she went to ocean Mm-hmm. Oh, so. wow. She's from Santa Ana, yep. where we currently are. Whoa. Where we currently are, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Local. Local celebs. Anyways. Anyway, back um, to Back to you. you. Yes. Is there anything else you do? Anything else about your persons, who you are? Yeah. I am a mental health worker now. So I Whoa. just recently made a move Ooh. into a full-time 40-hour job with benefits. Um, and I am... Completely a boss, (laughs) and just in a in a world where I am completely out of my comfort zone, I am working with a bunch of teenagers, a ten year old and teenagers, in a group home. We like to call it a short term residential therapeutic program. That's sort of the outside view, and mental health worker is just this name. But I'm a direct care staff taking care of these kids twenty four seven during the time that I'm there, Mm -hmm. and it's. It's amazing. I got punched in the eye twice already oh, yeah. by one of my teenagers. You told me. I told oh, you, yeah. Yeah. I have to restrain kids, um, and uh, but it's my job. And good thing you're here. You know, they teach you how to get hit all the time when yeah. you're growing up. <laughs> like, what? I'll give yeah. you something to cry about. Whoosh. That's what my favorite. With their zapato. Yeah. Where's my spoon? Yeah. If you ever like cooked dinner at your grandma's house and you're cooking with a wooden spoon, you're like, why is the like the ladle part like cut in half? <laughs> it's like, oh I hit someone with yeah. it. <gasps> I never got the spoon, I got the belt. Mm. Oh, I got the belt. And if yeah. I was really in trouble, I get the metal side. Oh, I got <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. This yeah. is also fascinating. I love it. I'm so glad you're here. I'm glad to be here. Christopher took my yoga class and... Um, oh my gosh, and I went on a yoga rampage. Yeah. I was like, oh. every day I went to a new class at the yoga place by my house. Uh-huh. And I went to this, like, the the what, hot, hot yoga fusion or yeah, something. Hot power fusion. Hot power fusion. Oh my God. It was amazing. <laughs> it was like a heat... It's like a hundred of degrees, just like like fifty percent humidity. Yeah, humidity, and and you just sweat. It's and like detox. Can you just I love sit sweating, sweating. You can, yeah. I loved I just, your class. You're, you. It was such an amazing thank class. You. Yeah. Since we know you're a me- mental health care professional. Yeah. No. Let's dive into that. Yeah. Oh wow. Are you ready? This let's is go gonna, into I'm, the waters. Let's go in the waters. Yeah. Oh, water feels nice. It's very hot in here, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so the question I like to ask everyone is, what damage? I'm damaged. I just think of the Danny D. Kane song. Now we're in the total girl group damaged, mode. Damaged. Oh, that's damaged, a good song. Damaged. Um, I thought that I should let you know. <laughs> <laughs> we just harmonized. Um, that was great. Yeah, my damage. I was I was claimed bipolar at a very young age. I was 16. Oh, wow. When I was first diagnosed with bipolar disorder, I was hospitalized then. When I was acting out, I had threatened a psychiatrist that my parents had wanted me to see. 
And I think from there, I remember just the police being by me. I was completely manic and I was like doing push-ups, and they were just like trying to supervise me. And then I guess I was somehow put on a 5150 and I was brought to this hospital um, when I was a teenager. And I just remember coming home and my whole family not addressing anything. And I think that's where my damage really started because there was a time where we didn't talk about mm -hmm. anything with mental health. And even the fact that to this day, I still don't really understand what happened when I was a teenager. It's just like, that's our culture. Like in my Filipino American culture, like we just don't talk about it. And this is what I'm gonna talk about my play. I, I, um, I guess that's a part of what I do. Um, I talk about my damage a lot in my play that I've written to help break the stigma of mental illness. And I talk about a time when I had an experience with my cousin, a sexual experience, and my parents walked in on it happening. And from that point on, it was like I was completely embarrassed and ashamed of my actions. And because we never talked about it, I, I would wet the bed. I, I wet the bed all throughout. like middle school to high school, I was always wetting the bed. And I think it's because I had this huge weight of like not talking about a subject that we probably needed to talk about as a family. And so my damage started then and uh, I acted out when I was a teenager. And then now as an adult, I was hospitalized again when I was 30. I'm 34 now. And being on a 5150 as an adult, um, I realized that <laughs> there is a lot of stigma around getting mental health professional care. Um, because I, to this day, have still been a little bit ashamed to talk about my bipolar or to live with bipolar disorder and whatever mania depression is. And now that I've been medicated my entire life since 16 and only bouts of moments where I went off the medications, I have lived a manic lifestyle and a depressive lifestyle, but just to put a name on it, I think my damage is the fact that I still don't believe that I have bipolar disorder. I still don't believe that it's a thing. I, I just I just believe that I'm a who I am. And the only way for me to live in this society in this time right now is because I have to take medicine and I have to be this societal like norm figure. And now that I've put myself out there too with, with speaking out about bipolar and going to these mental health conferences and going to high schools and, and putting myself out there, I, I, I'm this sort of damaged human being that is just wanting to, to, to get by, to live. I, I've thought about dying so many times and it's like, and, I, and, I, and I'm on this um, committee or this sort of community forum in Orange County where we want to make it stigma free around suicide. And so that's also a topic that I'd love to talk about because it's growing the amount of suicides and 10 years old is like one of the youngest they've had in Orange County of a oh, suicide, wow. 10 mm. years old. And so I just, Sadly, I would teach my, um, my dance classes on Saturday mornings, and that's when we actually meet. So I have to miss these meetings. Which... Well, what is, are you allowed to say what, it, what the meeting is called? Oh, yeah, or? Community Forum. You can actually go. Uh, it's called Be Well, I think, right now. We've sort of, we're still finding names that we can call ourselves, but um, mm -hmm. it's like Be Well Orange County or something like that. And they meet um, every second Saturday of the month um, at a Panera Bread somewhere in Orange County. Yeah. Yeah. If, you, if you give it, if we'll, you'll give us the uh, info information the info and then for anyone we'll include who's it. Who's interested, yeah. yeah. They should contact we'll me because them. then I can get them onto right. the email. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. So I'll get my email at the end of the podcast. And uh, we've talked about this too on the podcast about Filipino families and especially like uh, in terms of like issues and how they do react in that way of you mm. know, not talking yeah. about it. But I I'm wondering if that's just an Asian culture thing or if that's or if that's that was a culture in the past and now it's changing mm, because it could be because if you hear about all these families from the south or even mm. Americans or or um, uh, different different backgrounds they all have that sort of like shame that they put on yeah I think it runs across the board I think of all cultures right. I think there's a fear there's just this fear of what is real right. and what we cannot deal with mm -hmm solely as a family mm -hmm. that we have to get help outside of our family and yeah. talk to strangers about it. Right. It's a, Any it's culture like a big, it's is a dealing with that stigma. Oh, I feel for like it's sure. a lot about like appearance, you know, like with the Filipino people, like, mm -hmm. you know, like Filipino ladies where it's like, 
I look rich. I might look, I look the best. Yes. You know, yeah, like, Hermes. And yeah. like, you're really poor, but like, no one knows. Mm. Like, you know, so it's like, if it's you like, show like about this flaw, yeah. then, it's yeah. like, then it's like, oh, people are going to think I was a bad mom, that my mm. child is crazy, right. that my child won't do that. And it's like, I, I feel like some of it is that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I don't know if white people do that. I'm not white, but like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think um, it runs yeah, across the board. People, yeah, I think it's, it runs across the board because yeah. I think now our generation is kind of moving past that because we're the ones that are suffering yes for, with the consequences exactly that our parents so are, we're making a difference for that generation I mean, we're doing this we're making you're yeah. making a podcast yeah. where we can talk about dealing which i yeah. think is so right. important for our generation and the generation after us yeah for sure because it, it is also like so back so i'm gonna like reconnect this back to shameless <laughs> the reason why I was like, oh, I think I'm sick and I should see a doctor. So I was watching Shameless. I was watching Shameless and then the character in there is bipolar and it was like going through all of these things. And I was like, oh my God, totally relate. I love this show. So I was watching it. And, but then like, as I kept going deeper, I got like really obsessed with it. And I would like watch it like all the times so I would like miss work and I just watch a few episodes cause I couldn't stop. And then at the end of it, I was like, oh, like, I think that's me. I think I relate to that. So then I like called like Kaiser and like, it took me a while. I was like, should I, should I check? Because I've always, like, we've talked in this podcast, I've always, I've always been crazy. Not crazy, but you know what I mean. I know what um, you mean. But because of that, because you need to see it or hear about it in order to make the connections for yourself. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're not around that, like, us, like, Filipino people were, they're not going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Growing up, you don't know what signs or what things are because mm-hmm. they don't know. And if right. they do know, they don't believe in it, so they're not going to tell you. You know what exactly. I mean? They're not going to believe so, in it. Yeah. Like, I still have, don't believe in it. Yeah. I still don't to this day. I'm like, bipolar disorder? Nope. But not me. Even, like, with me, cause, I mean, I struggle with depression. Mm. Um, I don't know a lot about bipolar disorder, and I didn't really know much about it until Nicholas brought it up. And I remember when he first told me, had an idea of what it was, but it was just what I thought in my head. It was mm. not. Well, there are like two of them too. Like you never know which one's That's which. True. But I think you and I have different ones. I just thought. I just <laughs> imagined you like being really sad and then laughing uncontrollably. Well, like one minute. it is what it is. It's like extreme highs and extreme lows. Right. Yeah. And then like there's one of them where it's like you're mostly kind of sad and you mm. have like little bits of mania here and there. And then like, uh. there's the other one where it's like your mania is like. You're severe. Severe. Yeah. Right. It's and like, like life-threatening. Yeah. yeah, just yeah. to loop back to what Christopher was saying earlier was that you, you can't believe that you have it because there it was never a moment for you to talk about it and to accept mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And until because now. Until, <laughs> yeah, until now. And that's, a, that's still like a big accomplishment, I think, and a big step for not just like you, but everybody that's willing to face head-on mm-hmm. to face and realize what's really... Uh, not wrong because I feel like that's the wrong word. What, what's like there? What's there mm. within themselves? And like, like to be a, like to be, to be the person yeah. who's also helping people like hands on like mm. that is your job, you know. That people cool. I look literally look at their well, I can't talk about it but um just relating to them yeah. is mm. basically what I want to say. Yeah. You know these teenagers that I relate to it's it's pretty deep. It yeah. runs really deep, especially when they have their moments. It's just like, oh my gosh, like I'm seeing myself. That's mm. creepy. Mm. And it's like, what can I do as an adult to help them through these times? And mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, don't know what to do. But then there's other times where I'm like, step it up. Mm-hmm. Like get out of the middle of the street and just, yeah, and yeah. just move. And just, again, just by being there is already mm. a big difference. It's already Thanks. making a difference in their lives. Because imagine you. there's Plus, those kids in those groups, but there's also kids that are not there that yeah. struggle with the same things. Also, it's like, you know, like, this is how I'm feeling now. It's really hard. And then you see, like, an example of an adult who's helping you who has maybe gone through those things. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I see it as kind of like like this, like, ray of light to mm-hmm. hope being like, mm-hmm. if I'm here now, I could be there later, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, like, for sure. you also, like, need those, like, examples. Hashtag representation matters. Representation, <laughs> representation does matter. Because it just got really deep and yeah. touching. It was just really touching just what we, this yeah. sort of chord that we hit. Mm-hmm. But I will say that um, having this forum to talk about it and, and how to deal with it, I'm, I'm ready to be open and, and honest about how I deal with mm-hmm. with my issues of, of bipolar disorder or of whatever I want to call it. Yeah. So, yeah, so bring it, bring it on. 
So I think it's funny how, like, you're, it's not funny, but that's just, like, the vocab mm-hmm. of how you saying, like, oh, I still don't believe it, I still don't believe it. And I just want to, like, relate to that on my, what I go through. It's, like, sometimes I feel like I have to justify that I do have it. Oh, yeah. Because I believe it. Like, they say, this is what's wrong with you. I'm, like, okay, I believe you. Like, that's your job. And I pay you. And it's expensive. And I hate it. So, yeah, I'm going to believe you. Right. Um, but, like, sometimes, <laughs> like, I don't think I'm, like, super severe. Like, I have the kind where I'm just always, like, super sad. Mm. But I've had, I guess I've had, like, manic episodes based off of what I've told them. Like, oh, yeah, that's mania. But which makes yeah. us the creatives that we are, yeah, which I'm sure. glad that we're talking about on this podcast as an artist. Yeah. Bipolar is, like, my freedom. Like, when I am manic... I am completely in love with life and I am my most creative self. And I haven't hit that a lot because of my medication. And there's something wrong with that. There's something severely wrong with that. I mean, my, my best moments were when I was in high school and I created this idea called adolescent theory where I wrote this book. Oh my God. And I, and I finished it um, when I was 19 and I said, no one's going to touch this book until it's published because an adolescent will publish this book and so it sits in my parents safe and the fact that I'm working with adolescents now it's my opportunity to dig up that book or more of a workbook because you're supposed to like sort of write in it and like so just to like give myself like (laughs) a goal like um adolescent theory I even wrote a musical while I was high and just manic and my friends were over at my house and I was like on the the piano on the keyboard and just like this is what this song is going to be like for this part of the musical and adolescent theory is going to be this and that and this and that and and then I was medicated and I've never been that high since I mean I, I was when I was in New York for like a month when I was off my medications but still I just feel like um I just, I lost all my creative um, juice Mm -hmm. because of my medication. That's so interesting. I never thought about it that way. Really? Maybe that's why I'm in a rut. There's a rut. Yeah, it's a huge rut. um, Seeing my psychiatrist like a few weeks ago, we were talking. She's like, it sounds like you're in a rut. Mm. And I'm like, oh. So what are we going to do about so it? Well, she was telling me to like go on vacation and whale watch. And I was like, bitch. Whale watch? <laughs> like, my, I'm brown. I'm not going to fucking watch a whale. Well, the thing is, too, that's a really good point about the medication and um, how you haven't, you, you don't feel like you've been as creative. Because I take medicine for depression. And it's funny because I feel less creative, but I also am still sad. So do you <laughs> feel like the medicine is working? So what my doctor says um, yeah i i'm not a doctor but this is what mine says yeah she was like it doesn't stop you from feeling like <laughs> it, it's a balancing the chemicals in your brain so you don't have the extremes, but you're still gonna feel everything that's what she said to me because i was like i'm still sad it's not working she's like well you should still feel things yeah. but like not to a point where like your life is over. Is it, is it bad I just wanted to, like, not feel sad? No, for no. sure. I get it. In high school, I was, like, a pill-popping, like, painkiller person. Like... Uh, yeah. Like, I, I was a severe cutter in high school, all because, like, I couldn't feel anything, and I didn't want to feel anything, but I yeah. wanted to control my feelings, and it was the only way I knew how. Wow. Like, you know, so, like, wanting to feel nothing is, like, so a thing. But it's dangerous, I feel like. Mm. You know what I mean? They've, they made a difference between sadness, or we have as a society made a difference between sadness and depression. And I think there's a fine line mm-hmm. with yeah. that with mm-hmm. that explanation. And it's like to get to the point where we have to cut ourselves or the point where we just literally mm-hmm. don't want to feel sad. Like, yeah. But through sadness comes an ultimate happiness, right? Mm-hmm. So like we have to feel those feelings. And there's this Robbie Williams song called Feel. Mm. It's like, I just want to feel real love. But I want to say about going back to like feeling sad and being able to create things from that. Create things from it. Like literally like all the songs I write are super sad and Mm. they're super like ballady. Like I get to hit a high note in the bridge, like one of those kind of things. Yes. But like Uh, if I didn't feel like those things, then I wouldn't have written it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now I have questions. Great. Please shoot. About what you are saying still. Like I'm still stuck at that whole... Well, what happens if we all just stop taking the medication? Yeah. Right? I mean, that it's probably not good because we'll, we'll still be... This is where, as a professional, I want to speak in the fact that we have to have a substitute. So there has to be a replacement for the medication. So what I believe in right now and that I'm starting to discover, and along with someone that I'm dating, um, is holistic remedies. Mm. Uh-huh. Just incorporating yoga, incorporating... Mm. 
uh, more herbal type medicines, maybe uh-huh, um, uh-huh. just more natural herbs and stuff like that, sort of a supplement to like the prescription medication. So I've sort of brought it up mm-hmm. to my doctor, my yeah. current Kaiser doctor. Um, Kaiser she, I know we're Kaiser Permanente. Um, I, so to answer your question, I think um, the medication is definitely, I'm, <laughs> I'm becoming very anti medication. Yeah. Which is really scary because I've only lived my life and been able to accomplish the things mm-hmm. that I've accomplished with the right. medication. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I bet you've felt happier sometimes too with the medications. I, or do you still I feel, feel sad? A bit balanced, but you I'm, feel balanced. I'm, I'm, okay. I, I was at a point I was telling Nicholas last week, I, I I'm starting to not feel like with anything creatively. Like everything's kinda numb and it's just kinda going. So I went I ended up going to this like in the whole holistic route, kind of. Oh, you and did. I, you started. Okay. I, not not intentionally. Okay, <laughs> I just was just... like, let me do something I've never done before. And I went to this, like, like kind of like an open mic of sorts. Oh, sweet. But it was just a bunch of queer writers who read poetry, who read excerpts from their books, and who read, like, short essays or whatnot. Mm. And that was kind of a cure, where it was just like, there's other ways of dealing with... There's other ways of yeah. dealing. Yeah. When you have, like, a mental illness, at least for me... Yeah. I mix up being depressed or having like an episode with other things. So like you were saying, like, I'm not feeling like I can do anything. Like I don't have mm-hmm. like ideas. Mm-hmm. And like, I would confuse that being like, not like uninspiration or is it like my illness, you know? Or like, yeah. wow. if I really like something, I always like, I question, do I really like this? Mm-hmm. Or is it like this sort of like manic obsessive thing? Cause that is like a huge thing that I do. I find something I like. I latch onto it really hard and I'm like super obsessed with it. Yeah. And yeah. then I get over it and it's like, I never want to do it again. So like every time there's something where I'm like, Oh, I love that. I have to like yeah. sit with it. And I'm like, do I love it? Is that real? Do I actually feel this? Yeah. Do or, I is actually it, or is it feel like, that? what's an my, example? That's the problem. Damage, you know, but do I really a, feel it? Can you give us an, an example of something that you were super obsessed with and, um, I have like a eight hundred dollar guitar in my living room that I don't play anymore. <laughs> I, so you bought it in so like crazy. a manic <laughs> episode, no, and not crazy in a bad way, but because I feel the same way. But I do that with girls. Okay, and I can bring up something that I sort of have my moments too on how I deal with things, and I am super nervous to talk about it, but I know that I have to put it out there. If- do what you're comfortable with. Yeah, we're not right? forcing you. Just because you're on a show you. doesn't mean you yeah, have to. No, I mean, since you mentioned your $800 guitar <laughs> and you talk about girls, mm-hmm. I seek masseurs. I seek a very specific type of massage. Oh, mm-hmm. massage. Okay. Okay. Like, What's a so, masseur? Yeah, masseur. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I had assumed that's what it meant, but I'm I glad know. you asked. I don't know. Sorry. Yeah, just this very specific kind of massage that's more sensual, <laughs> uh-huh. more erotic. And I wasn't going to bring it up, but when I was praying about it, I just thought in a show like this, there's been circumstances in my life where I spend way too much money. Oh, on... girl. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Sorry. Just, That's and, like and, my and, thing. That's how the, the doctor knew I was bipolar. Because I was like, oh, I did this thing. I blew all my savings to like redecorate in my house. My house isn't even that cute. You know what there I mean? There you go. <laughs> so that's like, where I like, could oh, relate. She's like, oh, no. I was like, I know. Sorry. That's where I could relate. Exactly. Yeah. I, you know, we just have our vices. Yeah. Just impulsive buying. And, and then I look at like my base name. I was like, how did I spend $3,000 this month? Yeah. <laughs> and I can't follow it. I don't know. Yeah, and the beautiful thing is that I finally found one, a masseur, that fulfills all those needs oh, of just fantasy and and uh, and a massage, an actual massage, which is great. Um, because I've I've run into some that I and my search for someone is horrible. Like I had this one experience where he was like afraid to touch my private parts, and then I ended up spending like a hundred seventy five on nothing like Mm -hmm. and i've run into that situation um this is how i was dealing with um not facing any type of reality Mm -hmm. and me living in this really dark world and it's scary and it's like an addiction and i've i've been through 12-step programs and i and i wow i'm really burying my soul but i just feel like i need to bring it up for the listeners that have a vice that is sort of embarrassing and sort of mm-hmm. and sort of shameful in a sense of its context but i i'm just like you um i'm just like any other person that has a vice and 
and like mm-hmm. impulsively buys and and uh, and gives in to a certain culture of 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 uh, of buying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But I don't. But I don't. I don't blame it on my mania. I don't blame it on my. Not that I'm saying you are. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. And it's encompassed. Thing for me. Is it like, is that it? Or is it just me? And like, right? I never is know. Is it just me? We never know because yeah. we've, we've sort of differentiated now. It's like, okay, so I'm the person with bipolar, mm-hmm. but I'm also Christopher Aguilar. And who is this person that that does this, that that buys, you know, more sensual massages? Like, who is that person? And, and I've faced the mirror a lot of the times. But the fact that I'm in a place now where I actually found one that I can now see every month and not feel ashamed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're catching me at a really, cause I, cause I heard about the podcast before I found this guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so, so it's very recent yeah, cool. and, um, and I'm just really happy that, yeah. that, 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 that it's my way of dealing with like yeah. my reality that I like. Cause ever since I was 18, I've been exposed to central masseurs and central massages and, and I've never found one that could really fulfill the, that need. And also I'm dating someone that, was like understanding of it. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. That is like, okay, like, yeah, great. It's like, it's like a tantric massage or yeah. like something like at that realm. And he mm-hmm. was just like, okay, like, all right. And then we moved on. Like it was cool. So it's a part of my life and I love that. I it's love how that I deal. That and that you know. Yeah. Like yeah. Mara, we need something like that. I know. It's like, is that good for girls too? Or? They probably have. You need to get that. Sewers. What if that's your thing too? Like, I, like I'm like so that's, happy that you have this yeah. and that you know, like, yeah, this is what I need. Yeah. Nothing's wrong with it. Yeah. Nothing is. That's the thing is this conversation got real deep and I love it. And I just think like we keep going like back and forth of, well, is this me or is this what like the the mania or the illness or whatnot? Well, why can't the illness be a part of you? Why can't it just be? And I think the sooner. And I feel like it is. Yeah. But but also we were again, like just to bring wrap up my point here is that, yeah, we grew up like as Filipinos or at least within this group, like, you know, oh, therapy is bad, or therapy means negative things. But now that we're actually doing, getting medicine, getting help, we're starting to realize, no, it's not bad, and now we're knowing how to deal with it, you know? Mm -hmm. I know, like, the illness is a part of me, but still, it's kind of like, the illness also makes you do things that aren't you, even though it is you. So that's why there is that question, even though, like, yeah, me and her, we're good, but, like, Mm -hmm. she's crazy. That's our segment where we ask our guest mm-hmm. to discuss how they deal with their illness mm-hmm. or whatnot in a day-to-day manner. Um, anything. Anything. That works for you. That works for you that you would cool. like to share. Well, what didn't work for me was the depression bipolar uh, whatever group. They were a support group, Alliance or something they call themselves. And no, I can't deal with people. people were just walking in and out of the meeting during the meeting. It was really not cool. Uh-huh. There was a good meeting that was down south that took me like three hours by bus. So I don't want to do that again. But I just, the way I deal um, that works for me is ultimately writing. Oh, good. It's been, it's, that's the only constant, consistent thing in my life that has given me the wings to fly. So I write, I free write all the time. Even at work, sometimes I have to free write because otherwise I I really will go insane. Yeah. I do that too. (laughs) Yeah. Like I have to write and it's just free writing. It's, it's unedited. It's literally just what is flowing through my body. Um, that's my number one go to. I don't free write. You don't free write? Free write is beautiful. Yeah. Give it a a go. I write like, Intention. A mission, yeah, yeah. with intention, <laughs> right? And I, I know what that feeling like yeah. is too, for sure. Um, so, but I like, get, but I get so many like, you know, uh, writer's block that free writing mm. is the only way to undo that. Mm. That's good. I should try that. So try you just it. like you have a piece of paper and yeah, then just you just write, write whatever on, whatever's on your mind. Like, yeah. I love it. Oh, okay. Do, do it. Set a timer for like thirty minutes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then you can't look up anything. <laughs> Okay. You can't look up anything. I guess I can try that. That's a lot. That's a lot. It's a lot of pressure. Um, It is. It's like meditation. It's like a meditation. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Porn. uh, I think uh, Mm -hmm. there's just one website that I go to. That's the way I deal when I'm like really impulsively sexual. Mm -hmm. Um, I just let it out that way. Um, Just a, you know, just a simple jack off or something just to like release that, Mm -hmm. that, that energy. Um, That's the way I deal with the bipolar disorder. I guess, you know, if you want to frame it in that context. Mm-hmm. Um, and then third, so I have 
well, I guess the masseurs is, is one for sure, but that's the part of the sexual need, the compartmentalized version of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but socializing. Oh. So I think yeah. that's, that's, so that's one I, I don't, yeah, I don't do <laughs> often. Yeah. Um, it can be like one-on-one, which I have a lot with a friend of mine that I, um, that I have, uh, that, uh, mm-hmm. I speak on FaceTime with like on the, on the, on the constant, um, which is beautiful. Um, but I, I think what I mean is reaching out, like um, having some sort of relationship. Like I, I've always looked up to both of you, like the way that you work together, the way that the work what? that you make. Aww. I was telling my friend earlier, like, yeah, like this is kind of a cool monumental moment for me because, you know, being inspired by you throughout the, my time in L.A. and and because um, I just recently moved to Orange County um, and seeing what you did with Becky and Baldwin and, and you know, the, the festivals you've been a part of and, and everything. Um, it's just cool to be at an equal level and, and, and to be able to talk about these oh, things. So you. this is socializing yeah. to me. So oh, it's like, oh, yeah, 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 this is, this is, this is what I think is healthy for someone mm-hmm. with bipolar disorder because it can be very isolating. Like when we're in our manic episodes or oh, when yeah. we're in our depressed and depression. Um, and even when we're balanced, I think it's, it's important to make uh, some sort of human connection. Um, I think uh, Christopher McCandless said it best, the guy that, went into the wild Emil Hirsch did that film about into the wild uh-huh. where he like goes uh-huh. out to Alaska on his uh-huh. own and he like ends up dying um oh spoiler alert um but that's the part of the story it. that's a part of the story if yeah know, if you don't know into the wild yeah but he wrote late. he wrote in this book that he that they found um and he wrote happiness is only real when shared <gasps> and it's beautiful he experienced all this happiness but he did it all on his own uh-huh. and mm-hmm. he just wrote this beautiful quote. Happiness is only real when shared. And there's something to be said about that yeah. because there's such beautiful. a happiness, like in my own world, like in my massage, like mm-hmm. I reach that form of happiness uh-huh. and I guess it's shared, yeah. but, but, but I have to pay him at, yeah. after the session. So that kind of sucks. That's like the sucky part of it. But like when you share something with someone and you like go like places and everything and you, and you, and you, just as simple as FaceTime. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's something you said about FaceTime. that. <laughs> Nicholas have I FaceTimed you yet? I don't think no, I have. Nicholas yeah, you even wouldn't even answer it. Oh, she even your calls? Me, oh, okay. Like, because I'm driving. <laughs> I know, but like you always call and I'm never available. But, but also here's the thing. I don't like FaceTime because I don't like looking at my face. So if someone FaceTimes me, the only person I'll really answer if it's like my If dad. it's a production meeting. Or I'd probably FaceTime. answer you maybe the third time. But like I never, I'm never on the camera. Like, I don't want to look at myself. So it's hard for me. Also, I hate talking on the phone. I hate talking on the phone. Just text it's me. It's just so much faster. I know, texting. but like, you're weird like that. Sorry. Okay. We bring this up every time. Well, that's how I deal. Those that's how I deal. Yes. I hope those are good three things yeah. that oh, people can use. Wait, what was the quote again? I really want to steal it, and yeah. I think I'm going to do a yoga class around it. Happiness is only real when shared. Okay. So thank you so, for sharing all of those good yeah, tips. Thank you. I feel like those are very different from what other people past episodes have said mm-hmm. by the end of this like the first season our audience our listener is going to have like a tool belt of things to yes exactly yes yeah. um so Should now it. we're moving into our next segment mm-hmm. where we discuss unusual illnesses diseases that you probably have never heard of that either existed in the past or still do and this segment is called did you know So, Mara, yeah. Christopher, yes. did you know that there is this rare condition called mirror touch synthesis where a person feels a similar sensation on the same part of the body that another person feels because they touch it? So, like, do you feel this, Mara? I'm touching my cheek. <gasps> oh, Ooh. I can feel that? Like, I, that's yeah, the person so with I the touch, synthesis. It, if I can touched feel, my cheek and I was, like, I'm tickling like, oh, it like oh, this. Oh, I would feel it, too. You'd feel it. You'd feel oh that gosh. I'm making oh, an okay. A. Oh, is it, like, ooh. Phoebe from... Charmed. Oh, no, Phoebe from oh. Charmed is empathy, so it's but feeling. But I think based. it's the same, right? Okay. But this is more like touch. This is touch. But yeah. I definitely There's think it is touch. an X Man mutation kind of a thing. Yeah. Like mm. this is a superpower. So tell us. Oh, wow. you know who it's like? What? Shut up, everyone! It's like <laughs> Gabrielle Sidibe in oh, American Horror Story Coven. Yes, it's her. I love her. I I mean I watched Precious. So oh my god! I'm a I huge have a huge Gabrielle Sidibe. Have you read the book? 
Isn't that what it's based off of yes. or something? Yeah, not I read yet. the book first. Okay. And the book is so good. Is it? The book I got is so it. good. You have to read the book. There's, okay. just, there's a sequel called The Kid about her kid. Oh. It sucks. Don't read if you don't okay. have time for a book, just watch American Horror Story season three. Uh, okay. I love her. Also, the best her memoir is really funny. She's hilarious. She's okay. a memoir. Anyways. Yeah, so what this is, is called Queenie Syndrome. Um, Queenie it's, like, Syndrome. it's like a voodoo doll. Oh, uh, so they can going feel, off of Queenie. they can it's, feel the touch. It's like voodoo dollisms. Okay. Um, so if you like get touch, you feel like in that certain thing. So the what? severity of the condition varies from person to person. So if you're a mutant or not a mutant, um, some individuals have intense physical synthetic responses to any physical touch they see, while others describe their experiences as feeling an echo. Hmm. Um, so it's kind of like, do you feel this? And you're like, yes. I'm like, do you feel this? And you're like, kind of. Is it kind of like when, um, <laughs> is it kind of like when, you know, like, you know, there's bed bugs and you're like, oh my God, I'm itchy. And then you're itchy. Oh yeah. Or like when you're around too. kids and you're like, I can feel, too. I can feel the like, cold yes. germs. Yeah. Mm. Well, I of, don't know what I'd do if I had that syndrome. I would be <laughs> isolating myself probably yeah. because that's I feel like Mar would be like, hey, can you touch yourself? Ew. I just want to feel something. I want to oh feel something. God. I wonder if like you can feel their orgasm. Oh, like if yeah. they had an Ooh. orgasm. And Could you imagine if your partner to you had and... the same thing as you? Oh, they did that too. And what? What? Um, in uh, uh, American Horror Story. Which one? Wow, this is a really good show. Uh, You've never seen it. <laughs> I know. Okay. I mean, I tried Hotel. No. There's a hotel. Oh, wait, right? no, I started a hotel. No. That's oh my god. The worst. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it's uh, fucking American Horror Story when she fucks him and they bleed. Oh, Taste that is from Hotel. Yeah. No, oh, no, it's no, not no. from Hotel. Oh, it's from the same yes. season. From Coven, which her Coven. pussy is like Rogue from X Men. Yeah. She like sucks oh, the life whoa. out of them from the And vagina. then like, the guys bleed from the eyes. Yeah. Oh, wow. uh-huh. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah, it's pretty. So, okay, so this, whatever, you know now. You know what this disease is. No. Okay. So you need to watch American Horror Story. Season one is good. You can skip season two unless you like really serious dramas. Yeah. But season three is the best one because it's yeah. like supernatural. Yeah. It's campy. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's funny, but also it's dark and like serious. Oh, cool. It's yeah. the best one. It has Sarah Paulson's in it. it. Yeah. Sarah, Sarah Paulson's in all I'm of it. My future wife. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Mara loves her. I love her. And so she much. loves women too. So. She loves women too, but we have the same. Mara's like I'm too young. So... <laughs> did, you, did you meet her yet? <laughs> no, I haven't met her. Oh yet. man. Have Mara tried to get her sister to play. Sarah Paulson. Mara her. tried to get Sarah Paulson's sister to play Sarah Paulson in uh-huh. Mara's web series Bays of Ulcum, where Mara has a sex dream about Sarah Paulson. Got yeah. it. Okay, well, I did <laughs> get a question by Ryan Murphy. It was a it was a Q&A after one of the um, O.J. Simpson shows they had. It was at the Academy, which, by the way, had 97% white people, oh, and it was like fun. us and Ken Takamoto. Oh. <laughs> like, it was just <laughs> Asian representation. Um, but they asked my question for Sarah Paulson because <gasps> I've been a fan well, since she was on Down With Love. I can't remember she was in that Renee Zoeger film, that? Renee Zoeger oh, and no. Hugh McGregor. It was like a movie musical and Sarah Paulson played the best friend of Renee Zoeger. And I was like, I wrote in the question, like I wrote a question, like how do you balance, I don't know what I wrote, but then, and then I was like, been a fan since, you know, from major fan since Down With Love. And she like looked at me and she was like, oh my gosh, you know, and she, and I grabbed Ken Takamoto. I was like, oh my gosh, my friend that was with me at the, <gasps> at the Q and A. And I was like, oh my God, they're asking my question. Ryan Murphy's asking my question to Sarah Paulson. Like it was pretty cool. So I didn't get to meet her, but, but through you had osmosis. Eye yeah, I had eye contact with her, yes. I've she known did. her since the other sister. What's that? Oh yeah, that's um Julie. Nah, Julia what's Julia Lu- Julia, no, not Julia, 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 Julia Lewis. No, Julia Lewis. 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 Yes. Yeah. The okay. other sister. Yes. The other sister. Yes. Okay. And wow. she played a lesbian in that. Did she? She was yeah. already like. Yeah, the mom advocacy. Diane Keaton didn't like the fact that she's a lesbian. Oh, oh is this okay. a little rom-com? Yeah, rom-com. Oh, but also <laughs> kind of deep in like a. It's about, really deep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like she needs better movie roles. Sarah like, Paulson, so yeah. for sure. Yeah, she's, she's in TV. Movies, but she's like, she TV. doesn't have good ones. Like, oh, she played a mean slave person. She can be. Oh no, she was. That's what I've been bringing up. Yeah, she did. But like, no one knows she's in that movie. That's true because she's such a great character actress. She was in that Elizabeth Olsen movie, like. Mary, Olsen. Mary oh. Magdalene, Marcy, Meldine. Oh my God, Marsha. I used to be a American Ashley fan. Oh, which one's your favorite? Wait, Elizabeth. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. Uh, Ashley. I like Mary Kate. I like Elizabeth. All like right, Mary there Kate we go. We're all like over the Olsen board. Her. That's good. Because <laughs> you know Mary Kate has issues. Yeah, and she has stuck issues. with la- she stuck with acting longer. She did. Yes, and she has Ashley an Emmy left. nomination. Ooh. Does she have an Emmy nomination yeah, for her Emmy on... for so little time? Wow. Ashley, oh, Ashley didn't. Ashley get didn't. One. Mm-hmm. So Ashley. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Oh my if gosh. you go to my Twitter homepage, they're my banner pictures. It's a picture of them dancing at an Academy Awards party. 
because like so they're funny. so like shrouded and every time you just see them having like any ounce of joy mm-hmm. it's like ooh rare is that yeah is that real <laughs> is that real rare. MK and Ashley Anyways, Anyways. (laughs) we just want to say, and we want to give you a disclaimer so you don't sue us. Um, So we aren't doctors or health professionals. We aren't trying to diagnose or cure anything. We're just two people sharing personal experiences to bring awareness to, to start conversations about, and to destigmatize the things that make us sick. And if you're struggling with these things or anything that we've said, and you want to seek professional medical advice... Find more resources at the National Institute of Mental Health at nimh.nih.gov. Or just Google, like, this is what I'm feeling. Like, where can I get help near me? So, Christopher. Yes. I've had a really good time on this pod. Thank you so much. This is, like, super deep, but, like, in the best way. Yeah. Good. Like the Janet Jackson song. Um, Um, (laughs) Velvet Rope, the best Janet album. Yes. Oh, wow. This is the part of the pod Mm -hmm. where you can just. Stand up on our wooden stage here that we set up in the middle. Okay. And then scream from the rooftops all of the things you want to plug. Wow. Well, first off, my play, if this is, the next time my play will be done is at the Hollywood <laughs> Presbyterian Medical Center. Uh-huh. It's going to be a Filipino event um, before Filipino American History Month in October. Oh, cool. So is this going to be on before October? I think so. We're aiming for a September release. A September release. That's mm-hmm. great. So October 26th okay. at the Hollywood Presbyterian Medical Center. At about three o'clock. What's so, your play called? Uh, stand, with a capital D on the end. So you put stand with a capital D. Nice. That's the name of my play. There is a Facebook page for Stand the Play. I think it's at Stand the Play, and uh, and just email me if you want to know more about uh, something. I, we were talking about earlier, but I kind of it slipped my mind. But my email, um, which I'll give, is I think it was resources for that group. For that oh, group, yeah, for the yeah. young, for the young for the, oh, the, the suicide, 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 yeah, about yeah. suicide, yeah. If you want to be on that <laughs> group, yeah. Um, so it's my name, so it's Chris Belen dot Aguilar at gmail dot com. So it's Chris C H R I S Belen, that's spelled B as in boy, E L E N as in Nancy dot Aguilar A G U I L A R at gmail.com. So that's Belen the way to your get. middle name? Belen is my middle name. Like yeah. your real middle name or is it your mom's last name? It's my mom's last uh-huh. name. That is my middle name by default of being Filipino. <laughs> me, me too. Do you have yeah. one too? Yeah. Okay, yeah. You I, when I saw that, I was like, that's suspicious. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's, it's, it's not like a given name <laughs> that they made up one day. Um, and then I'm on, um, I, I made this uh, for for three years. I did, um, every Wednesday I posted a show called The Christopher Aguilar Show on Ooh. YouTube. Um, and I want to plug that because um, it was a part of my life that I documented to somehow reach out to people. And there was this moment where I was really down. And um, this is up in the socializing part, even mm-hmm. if it's media, social media. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I, um, I was like fed up and I'm like, I'm not going to produce another episode. Like, I just don't want to do this anymore. Because I, I made a commitment to myself every Wednesday I was going to post a new video. Sort of like you guys had your Wednesday oh, yeah. posts yeah. on Instagram. Those were so awesome. A day in the, the life. life. That's so beautiful. Find yeah. it on Becky and Baldwin Facebook and Instagram. Instagram. At Becky and Baldwin. Continue. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, and it was about 2 o'clock in the morning, and I posted. And then I got this message like 20 minutes later because I was online still. And she wrote, this random person Ooh. just wrote, Chris, don't stop making your oh. videos. Yay. Like she was just, <laughs> I think he was his chair. Yeah. Um, he's like, don't stop making videos. I love your videos. I have fun watching your videos. Don't stop. And it was just one of those like moments where that's the beauty of what the internet has created for us. I think is mm-hmm. this chance. Cause you'll, you'll have a listener that you have no idea is out there and, and you've made a difference in that person's life. And hi, listener. Hi. yeah. Hi listener. Um, so yeah, so I plug. So you just put Christopher Aguilar in YouTube. You're going to find another Christopher Aguilar whom I'm friends with, actually. He lives Ooh. in Austria. He's a singer. Austria. Um, he was in Pop Stars in Austria. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Australia version? Oh, not Australia. Okay, Austria. So he wasn't in Vienna. Austria. Vienna. No, he wasn't. No, not C23. No, no. <laughs> um, but he was Eden's in that crush. show. Yeah. Oh, Eden's Crush. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So Christopher Aguilar on YouTube. You have my email address. You can reach out to me, um, especially if you want to do my play stand. 
a play to help break the stigma of mental illness. So we do it. We do the play. And then we have a discussion after with mental health. Christopher, where can they follow you on Instagram? Instagram? I forgot. Yeah, at the Christopher Aguilar. Nice. The one from America, not Austria. Not right. from Austria. Austria. Yeah, Austria. Yeah. <laughs> not Australia. I know. Like you said. Well, one's bigger than the other. Yeah, well, we'll see. Okay, you guys can follow me on Instagram and Twitter <laughs> at Delatubby. D as in dog. E L A T U B B I E. And you can follow me at Nicholas Pillipil on Twitter and Instagram, or you just Google me. I'm like everywhere. Okay, Google me, show. Google me. Google me. No, me. Me, 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 me. me. And or then me. you can follow. After <laughs> <laughs> you follow all of us, yeah. Yeah. you can follow Becky and Baldwin, who is Mara and I. That's our company. That's the production company producing this podcast. Becky and Baldwin at Becky and Baldwin. And then you can follow the Dealing Podcast at Dealing Pod on Instagram. Instagram. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.